Hi, and welcome to another episode of Fitness and Friends. I am your humble host, Dr. Bob Ruano. Today on the show, we're sitting down with one of the largest guests I've had on to date. <laughs> His given name is Gary McLean, but we all know him as GMAC. Looking back through time, thanks to social media, it seems Gary has known exactly what he wanted to do uh, as a kid growing up here in Gainesville. Actually, it would seem he's had two interests, bodybuilding and entertaining. Now, decades later, Gary's created a life that nurtures both of these passions. Here to tell us a little more about his journey through fitness is the one, the only, Gary McLean. What's up, fella? What's up, buddy? Hey, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, you know, I, when I reached out to you to see if you'd come on the show, I, I kind of got the feeling that uh, you're like, I'll do it because we're friends, but I don't really have much to talk about. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's only because you're extremely humble. So let's, let's lay a little groundwork uh, for, uh, for our, our listeners here. Sure. Uh, obviously, you're a massive man right here, but uh, not always the case, right? No, yeah. So when did you first start getting into this? Like, I saw pictures, like, when you were probably well, eight uh, or nine. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I have a, one, of the, one of the interesting things, my dad was into fitness or whatever, but we also had um, one of my babysitters, her son, who's, uh, at the time, was a football player, mm -hmm. and he just had big arms and all this stuff, so there's actually a, a picture on my uh, Instagram somewhere with me and him flexing, you know, yeah. and it's, I was probably, like, four or five, but I just remember those times, like, I always was attracted to, to the muscle, the look, yeah. and uh, big fan of He-Man, all that stuff. And as I got older, um, you know, I just kind of followed into the fitness realm and looking at things because I had asthma really bad. And playing sports and stuff, I was always kind of like on the sideline or having to come out of the game because I couldn't breathe or whatever. And um, when I got a hold of it, I said, you know what, I'm not going to let this hold me back anymore. Like, I need to find something that I can fit in and do this. So lifting was there with the same intensity, but I didn't have to worry about the cardiac aspect yeah, of it. Right. Well, then I kind of grew out of that in high school, so it, it worked in my favor, but um, in high school, man, it took off. I was 14 when mm -hmm. I first started lifting, and uh, we had a high school coach, our weightlifting coach, and I was on the weightlifting team. Yeah, this is a Buholtz? Yeah, it's a Buholtz. Okay, cool. Yeah, Coach Carter, shot Coach Carter if you're listening. <coughs> um, but anyone knows that that guy was just an intense animal of a, of a coach That's like cool. he he was world-class um strongman strength strength conditioning athlete and coach and he just had this way with us as young men um i mean this is what you got to do to do it yeah and i'm going to show you guys how to do it and so, so you, we, you bought in oh yeah well because i i felt uh it wasn't it wasn't the, a cookie cutter thing it was a this is how it's done and i'm a i like facts mm -hmm. So when he starts writing on the board, this is how you do 5-3 run, 5-3-1 in a progression for strength training, powerlifting. This is how you do pyramid sets, all these things. So he was doing that, and how long ago was this? This was, <laughs> this was 96, 97. Okay. Yeah, and, um, you know, as, at, at that age, I'm like a sponge. Yeah. <coughs> uh, as I'm hearing these things, I'm like, oh, wow, this is cool. Like, I, I couldn't learn this in class. Right. You know, so I'm going to use this as class more so than just lifting. Now, were, you, were, you, were your friends also involved with this, or...? Uh, or, or did you kind of lead the way? I mean, yeah, because yeah. I get in, in high school uh, again. There's a lot of different, uh, a lot oh, yeah. of little different circles you can run in, right? Um, well, I was, I would say, I was more so of of my friends, my group, because I was in the band. I was, I was on the drum line, and so I was kind of looked at as like, oh, he's just in the band, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I knew a lot of people because my dad was uh, uh, was a teacher and a dean at Fort Clark Middle School. Okay, 
So over the years, everyone kind of grew to know me as, oh, that's Mr. McLean's son. He was just the cool guy that everybody always knew. Like, right. for me, it was dad, but, you know, I have to look at it what everyone else looks at it as. Yeah. And um, I, I'll never forget just saying, you know what, I'm not going to be framed as this person just because I'm in the band. Like, I still do other things. Mm-hmm. So um, when yeah. I was lifting in high school and he was teaching us about eating and all these things, I was doing it. So I was bringing an igloo cooler to school with food, and I would eat all day. And this is this is just my life. I didn't know any different. I didn't care. People, just, oh, you, <laughs> you know, you got oh, you look guy with a cooler. <laughs> you bring your food to school, blah yeah. blah blah. But I'm like, guys, I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. But when I started, you know, doing well in weightlifting, I was in the 154 class. Um, I would win some local stuff. You know, I never went to to, to state or anything, but um, it gave me the drive to want to just keep going whether I did anything greater or not. Right. And um, you look at these photos. I was just saying, so <laughs> that, that bottom photo, that's you at 17? Yeah. Look at that smile, man. So I was, I was ready for the world. <laughs> well, and, and two, for, uh, being uh, in the drum line as well, that passion for entertainment. Yes. So was that just on the field doing that, or did, would you notice that in, like, your social circles too? And social circles for sure. Like, um I'm I'm more so the person like if you know me I'm I'm wild I, causing ruckus that's just what it is yeah but if if you don't know me I'm I don't <clears throat> really show that to everybody yeah because I just don't feel like it's something that I need to walk around and be like every day all day you right. know right you don't have to be on all the time right right you turn the switch off be yeah. normal whatever you want to call it um, but in school you know I was I was loving the I'm doing this and we're doing that and so um, between drumline. And our performances and different things we did because mm-hmm. we had class. We actually had a drum class, so we actually put together true performances just to drum on ourselves, which is you don't see very often. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it went from that, and um, I've always loved to dance. So dancing and all these things just kind of have their way. And uh, what I found was later on, being fit helped mm-hmm. because I didn't have to worry about going to, you know, the band camp or drum camp or practice and, and being out of shape or you know being winded like. I could march the field all day long. Right. And you're playing and going, and it's just, it is what it is. The adrenaline's going. So I found the passion on both sides. So that's what you got to do, George, is get biceps. Like, you guys are right, buddy. You got to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I always had these weird little muscles, you know, things that pop out from yeah. drumming. Yeah. <laughs> now, that middle picture, how old are you there? <clears throat> there, <coughs> 20, 23. Yeah. 23? Yeah, 23. <clears throat> So it, 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 at some point you said, okay, I'm going to make a profession out of this. Yeah. So you're, uh, you've been a trainer since well, how old? I started training unofficially in 2003. Okay. So it went around, around the same time. Okay. But um, w- what it was is I had a passion just for helping people because I had learned so much in high school. I'm like, well, people don't even know this, so I can help others, yeah. you know. So I wasn't certified or anything as a trainer, but I was helping friends and get my feels and see if I really wanted to go that route. And uh, I started seeing a lot of success with just basic stuff with friends and family. And um, I said, you know what, this is, this is it, you know. So I, uh, I started some courses at Santa Fe because while I was in the band, I was going to Santa Fe. You could, you know, kind of do a dual enrollment type yeah. thing. Yeah, right. And um, so at Santa Fe, my um, anatomy and physiology teacher, uh, <coughs> Dr. Howell, she's, I think she's still in Gainesville, actually. Um, when I was finishing the courses, uh, AP one and two, she was like, you know, you're, you're, this is very natural to you. You're, you're flying through this. Like, what do you plan on doing after this? And I said, well, I was going to, you know, go to a four year and exercise phase, this, that, and the other. And 
she was like, I don't think twice about that. And I was like, okay, what are you, what are you suggesting then? She was like, look, you, you know all this. You're, you're going to do great at it. But here's the deal. If you go and do that, you're going to be 20 grand in debt, and you still have to have a certification. And I'm like, all right, well, so should I just go get certified? Like, what? She was like, get certified and just take the next two years and go try to find the best people in the country that you can learn from. Mm-hmm. So I did that. I traveled all up and down the East Coast. I went out to Texas all the way around, all the way down to, to Miami. And I was just doing that for two years and taking seminars and courses and different things. And uh, by the time I got back and really settled in and started training, all the kids that I went to school with were like, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you got to go get certified. You got to do this. You got to do that. And they're just like, <laughs> screw that. And I was like, well, I'm already here. So yeah, that's a life experience. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's the best education there is. And I can tell you, bar none, like doing it hands on and working with these people that I work with. I have several mentors. I don't even want to start mentioning them. Um, it just gave me this 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 aura of like I know what to do I know how to help people mentally but I also want to learn how to help them with this physically so I went the nutrition route the, all the different styles of training I could find um, really learned biomechanics all these basic fundamental things that you know help the body move and what that did allowed me to expand my career as a trainer by helping people with what's in front of me Instead of saying, oh, you need this, you need this. I yeah. don't like <coughs> groups of things. Right. I, I literally say, what do I have in front of me? What's our weakest point we need to build from there? So and that's something we, we talked on just a few, <coughs> before we started the, the, the recording, that uh, meeting people where they're at. That's exactly. Uh, and and not, not force feeding them a particular template or a workout routine or, or a nutritional plan. Exactly. Where are you at? Right. And then you go to them grab their hand and take them along the way. Which I'm sure you see that too is, is your <coughs> profession. You know, yeah. Someone comes to you as a chiropractor, like you got to know, I can't just do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone's different, has different needs. So, right. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, you, uh, you have not only like taken this from a profession, but also into, if we look at that picture on the left, mm-hmm. not bad, George, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, not bad. Okay. That's <laughs> That's a Grey's Anatomy book right there. And what's funny is I, I see the, the things I got to fix and work on. You know, that's, that's just how interesting. It, yeah. That's I mean, I love it. I'm happy with it. But yeah. it's just, you know. I like, mean, I, I, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, that pinky toe. There, you know, really let, hey, you know. let it all out. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now that, I mean, that's it. How long ago was that, Gary? <laughs> this, was, uh, this was back in August. So I did, um, this show was the Florida State, uh, which is a big uh, NPC <clears throat> show. It's probably one of the biggest shows in the state and the oldest mm-hmm. so it has a lot of prestige and uh i ended up placing second in the heavyweights my goal was to go in and win but i i i, I literally unbelievable gave everything i <laughs> i had so i didn't feel you know I was like, hey i lost in a sense you know but i won myself because that's the best package i've brought to the stage well i, so I think that's uh, that says a lot if you know that you put everything forward and and and, and with it uh in your sport mm-hmm there is that variable of opinion. For sure. You know, it's a subject, that makes subjective it sport, yeah. Right, right, right. That makes it hard. It's like it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a time or it's not a particular weight. There is a little, it's like gymnastics. You know, yeah. There's, there's a, little, uh, a little opinion that goes into scores. Absolutely. Well. And that's so, the thing. Is so many, there's so many things they judge on in bodybuilding. So that's why when, when people want to go pro, I'm like, well, wait, are you doing are you a pro yet overall? Like, 
the things they look at on the stage is not just your conditioning, it's not just your size, it's not just your shape, it's it's all of it. It's your posing, it's this mm -hmm. and that. So that whole thing has to to be done before you even get to the stage. Right. So you live in this life as a professional to get here, because if not, then you're not ready for a pro in yeah. the stage. So, and I'm not a pro, but uh, you know, if that never happens, it's fine. I well, live the lifestyle of what I can. You know. Well, again, that's that's a lifestyle. <coughs> Yeah, uh, because I, I I imagine as a as a professional bodybuilder, that's twenty four seven. It is. Uh, it's like it is. okay, I know the kids are sick, but I need to get in bed by this time, uh, and I because I need to weigh up at this time and start eating. Uh, I mean, yeah, and it's a whole other world. And and, and now having little ones, uh, yeah, and my niece, you know, of course, it's it's three kids in the house. It's not nearly yeah. as easy. Well, another reason, and again, I mentioned this, why I wanted to have you on the show was, <clears throat> you know, you've been doing, you know, in the fitness industry for almost two decades now. Yeah. And in your profession, <clears throat> you know, there are, uh, there are a lot of egos. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and it's, it's, it's like, who, who, who can bark the loudest? Sure. Uh, but I never got that vibe from you at all. Uh, if anything, you're very much under the radar. Now, yeah. I guess, you know, George, when you're the biggest motherfucker in the room, no one's going to need to touch your own horn. He looks like a bark, right? Like, I'm, but he doesn't need I to. Wouldn't, he doesn't nah, need to. I'm a gentle, I'm a gentle. I, well, you know, <coughs> I, I, I was telling him, uh, as we were talking about this, like kind of related to my son, who's, you know, he's a sophomore now wrestling. And he, he made some, some posts about a win that he had. He's like, ah, easy win. Mm. Exactly. And I was mm. like, listen, there are no easy wins. <laughs> there are no easy losses. There are only lessons to be learned. And, sure. uh, you know, you just do the work, mm. and your work will speak for itself. Exactly. It takes a lot of time and, it, um, and a lot of confidence, self-confidence, to, to do that. Yeah. Because I, I think any kind of the, the barking that we talked about is, is probably a sign of, like, some insecurities. I think so for and, sure. Uh, and so, if you're, but if you're like kind of more involved in that, yeah, you kind of stay out of the fray. And I think that's where you've been all along. Yeah, you know, I, I to kind of, I guess, uh, elaborate on that. To me, when and this goes with anything, when someone's passionate about it, I'm a very uh, real world visionary, mm -hmm. right? And um, a lot of the stuff that we see in our daily life and our face. It's not real, mm. you know? Yeah. Being a professional at something, according to who, mm -hmm. you know? So you have to look at these things for yourself and say, well, where do I fall based off of what I love to do and what I believe? Yeah. You know, and it's not to say that you can't, uh, you can't carry yourself with a higher standard, but you can't have an ego and, it's, and thinking like, I just know it all and no one can tell me anything and this or that. So my vision of the world is literally, what would I be doing with this if there was no platform for it? Yeah. Would I still be doing the same thing? Absolutely. That's just who I am. That's the passion of who I am. So I just roll with it. <coughs> yeah. I, you know, it, it, as far as like exercise is concerned, I mean, that, it, you said you, you and I probably started around the same time. You know, mm -hmm. we were aged, you know, 12, 13, 14, whatever it was. And, uh, you know, as I said, I don't, I don't think I've ever gone like more than a week or two uh, without, yeah, without doing without something. Some sort of training. And, and it's like, I don't feel like it's, uh, I'm that dedicated or. What I enjoy doing, yeah. yeah. And I, and if it ever gets to the point, and I've been close, uh, uh, where I don't enjoy like the process anymore, mm -hmm. you got to recognize that. Yeah. Like, sometimes, just because you can compete, doesn't, doesn't mean you, you have, have to. to. Yeah. And you can take a break, a step back, mm -hmm. uh, or say, you know what, enough. Of, there's enough of that. There's another arena for something else, mm -hmm. you know. And um, 
you know, I even look at that in, in bodybuilding. It's like, I'm not going to be competing forever, but I have made a name, so to speak, in my area, and, and I know a lot of people, and I mm -hmm. DJ these shows and things like that. So for me, being able to go and give back in a different way is huge because now I'm still involved. I'm still on stage. And, you know, some shows I get the guest pose that I've had so far. So mm -hmm. being able to do those things, it's 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 a great feeling because I'm like, all right, well, when the competition days are over, whenever that may be, I still have this. I can still get on stage. I can pose and do all these things. I was going to say, looking at that last picture that was just this past August, I don't think you're ready to hang it up yet. <laughs> that's, that, how old are you? I'm 39. I just turned 39. Last so you got, you got the 40s coming up. That's it. I'm right on the cusp. All right, I like Masters. that. That's a big exactly. Listen, I'll, I'll be forty in December. That's Let's it's go. A, yeah. You know what? It gives you a little bit of uh, comfort knowing that. Oh, well, okay, I'm aging to that mm -hmm. bigger number, mm -hmm. but it comes with the benefit. Yeah, ARP <laughs> discount. I love it. Right. Absolutely love it. So, uh, you, you mentioned uh, a little earlier uh, yeah. you, uh, the term cause and ruckus. Yes. Now this has become like your mantra. Yes. Where where did this all come from? Well. So I used to be a camp counselor back in the day. Um, now this all makes sense. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm a big kid. At the end yeah, of the day, I, I love kids. I'm a big kid myself. Yes. So when you I had to change from that uh, that bottom 17 or other than no, no, about no. 150 pounds. Yeah, it's just the visual. Yeah. Everything else is still the same. Yeah, that's the same guy. <laughs> I mean, that, that picture on the top is is a handful of well, that's what four four or five years ago, um, and the kids used to see me. Around the middle picture, yeah, when I was doing camp and stuff, and they were like, they called me the general, and, and they were like, oh, you know, it's causing ruckus. They're always causing ruckus, and I used to listen to, to Wu Tang's um, "Bring the Ruckus," you know, whatever. And so, to them, it resonated as who I was, yeah. Because when the song would come on, like if I we went to camp outs or whatever, I'd play it, and I'd be like, yeah, you know, what I'm saying, bring the ruckus, and they're just like. <laughs> And they love it. So they're like, oh, general's gone. So it just turned into this thing. And so I, I, I said, you know what? I'm just going just gonna to roll with it. Well, and, and I think that uh, kind of the way that you've established your life and the way that you build up your clients, mm -hmm. uh, that is a good mantra. You know, mix things up. Yes. Change, change your, 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 what you've been doing. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, you're going to get the same results. Same results. Mix it up get a different result. And that goes back to the whole thing. If someone comes to me, I meet <clears throat> you where you're at, I know I can improve something. Mm -hmm. And everyone has different things they need. So there's this this whole thing. So going along with cause and ruckus, there's this other side that I have called silent rage. And people ask me about this all the time. They go, what is this, this all stuff you say, you know, whatever. So I'm gonna put it out here now. Cause and ruckus, that's the hype, the fun side, the mm -hmm. you know, energy, the entertainment value that I that I like to bring and, and share with people. <clears throat> the other side is the silent rage. That's where I'm reserved to myself, internalizing what I need to internalize. So when I go to the gym and I lift, I don't scream, I don't yell. It's silent rage. Mm -hmm. That rage is inside and it's being used for its own energy to produce something. So either way, everyone has that side to them to some degree, it just depends mm -hmm. on what it is. So for me, I've always resonated and say, you know, even some of my clients, I'm like, hey, tap in that silent rage. You're having a bad day. What's going on inside? Mm -hmm. Let's use it. And they're just like. We, we, we talked you know. about that. The uh, sort of the, uh, the, it's a training, particularly heavier training, mm -hmm. and it's positive effects for anxiety. Yeah, uh, big time. You know, giving, giving an outlet, mm -hmm. uh, a productive outlet, as opposed to the bottle or ice cream. 
<laughs> I, I don't know why I look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ice cream junkie? I used to be. Okay. Used to be oh, this is, this is a great story. If you haven't listened to George's original episode, I don't think I've heard you it. gotta go back. Uh, I used to be like 300 pounds. Stop. As recently as wow. yeah. 15 years ago. Okay. Yeah. So you, I, I you wouldn't recognize picture of him. Th- I mean, a complete 180. I'm gonna go back and check that out. Yeah. 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 Uh, so you see my fair share of uh, ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, I don't blame him. But like I said, he, he, went in, he decided to cause some ruckus. That's right. He channeled that, that uh, inner that silent uh, rage, that silent rage and, and look at him now. And he's here. I didn't look like that. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what I thought. You, you I don't <laughs> lift enough weights. I'm not cardio. I, you are, but we're, we're going we're gonna to flip the switch on you. We're going we're gonna to flip the narrative. Yeah, you I, get, get, I get so bored so, lifting weights. It's, so, it's my fault. Well, well, you're right because you're addicted to the to the adrenaline or the yeah. uh, what, what's the uh, is the dopamine? Dopamine, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the dopamine release. rush you it's get great. from that. I get that. I get that. Well, here's what I do. I have people that are the same way. So again, like if you came to me, you told me that I'm gonna say, okay, well, we're gonna put you outside of your comfort zone first, yeah, and then we will go to your comfort zone last. Yeah. So we I have like an that. hour. I can take 30, 35 minutes, put you through a weight training course, and then you're fatigued and broken down. But now we actually get to push those dopamines, the yeah. dopamine and endorphins to the next level that you're not used to. Then at that point, you say, I'm doing best of both worlds. Yeah. And guess what becomes funner about that? Your strength correlates into your cardiac. Because so, for example, the, the rower, right? A lot of times people row and you can tell by the fan the power is being put behind you. <laughs> right. So when I demonstrate to my clients <coughs> and they hear the power, they're like, holy cow, like you can generate the lights in this place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So I said, but that's the difference between having the strength background and also being able to use it here. So I can push 200 meters and just and just crank it out. But then I may go over and now I can kettlebell swing with not a 30 or 40, but a 60 or 70. Mm-hmm. I can then do medicine ball slams with a 25, 30 pound you know, mm-hmm. ball. So those things are always, you have to say to yourself, how are these things going to work together? Yeah, you know. Do you uh, do, do you find the clients you work with a more into the bodybuilding world, or is it general fitness? Uh? Primarily general fitness. Um, I, I I've helped a few bodybuilders here and there. Well, one in particular, you took her almost to the top of the profession. Uh-huh. Oh. You know who I'm talking about, <laughs> yeah. Mrs. McLean. Yes, my wife. Man, I, I'll tell you. So. It, I, I, you know, I, you know, I, I, I heart back on this and that. That's it. Look at this. Look at this group right here, man. Aww. That's us. That's awesome. And she is just as as crazy and out there as you are. That's right. We're we're literally. And, and you guys are an amazing, amazing I, couple. I, I always <laughs> say like she was she was sent to me because uh, when 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 we got together and we started hanging out or whatever, um, my my mom had just passed a few months before, and she passed on July uh, July nineteenth. Um, 2008 and so I met her in October after I did my first competition uh, just a few months later yeah and so we got to talking and hanging out and, and she told me her birthday was July 18th and I was like yeah everything stopped because you know at this point I'm in a different mindset I've already lost my dad so I'm looking at life a lot differently and signs mm-hmm. of things and so for that to happen I'm like man I think you were put here mm-hmm. uh, you know my mom probably hand selected you and said here this is what he needs. And uh, I, I just listened. I kind of just followed, you know, we didn't rush anything. We just hung out and we got greatest friends first. Mm-hmm. Cause that's all I, ne- I wanted at the time. I didn't want to do anything more. And so as we were hanging out and we were talking about bodybuilding and all these things, she was like, I want to try it. And I'm like, what are you, 
Yeah. You even know what it is? <laughs> yeah. like, she's a school, she was a school teacher at the time, yeah? Well, she, was, she was still in school. Yeah. She was okay, finishing yeah, up. She said, yeah. mm-hmm. But she would go to Southwest Rec and do classes and stuff like that. Um, but she didn't really know, you know, really how to lift to do anything. So I set her up with all this <laughs> and, and got her rolling. And we took two years. And this is one thing I always tell people nowadays I want to compete. Take your time. You got to build a physique. It's a, yeah. it's a you know, physique yeah. competition. Yeah. So I said, we're going to take two years so you can come out guns blazing. And sure enough, she won her first show. She won her second show. Then she goes to nationals all in the first year. And she placed top five at nationals out of 51 girls. And I was like, yeah. what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> so she's been, she's been a staple in, uh, in my life in that aspect. And we both love it. You know, we both just love challenging our bodies, you know, nutrition, wellness, the whole nine. Well, I was just say it's uh, it seems like yeah, a full circle. I mean, you guys have obviously your passion for one another, yeah. but also your fitness and mm-hmm. now kids. Yes. Can kids. you believe that? Yeah. That, it, and that's the cycle of life right there. You yeah. know, you never we never talked about it in the beginning getting to that point. But you get there and you're like, wow, we're here. Yeah. And, you know, we have these two wonderful little girls that are just I mean. The best, man. I mean, yeah. you, you know as it is as a father. So having them and, and <coughs> living well, for do, them. I do, but I don't have any daughters. You don't have any girls. That's I have all a girls. Whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother deal, man. Yes, it I, is. I, I, yeah. And, the, and it, people always say, they're like, you, you're, you know, you're great for a girl dad. Like, yeah. you're, the, you're the right, in the right place. And because um, people always ask, do you want boys? And I'm like, I don't really care. You know, yeah. I just want to be able to be a good father figure. And Imagine my the first time one of these girls... Goes on a date. Oh, with this yeah. guy and this guy comes to the door. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and, and and that's it's <laughs> silent rage. Oh. That's it. Doesn't say you? a word. Just, yeah. yeah. What's up, man? What's up? You know? Don't smile. No, no, no. That smile. No. Then, no. Don't smile. Like, here. Oh, he's a teddy bear. <laughs> no, no smile, man. That's yeah. awesome. So, um, so what's next for you now? I, you, I actually, I don't really have any plans. I'm, I'm enjoying training. Right now, um, and know, again, training with the uh, is the stage still your goal? I I don't know right now. Like okay. I'm such in a in a weird place. You know, a lot of people know, some people don't know. But my sister passed away in, in August, so that was uh, mm. a huge blow to me because that was the last of my inter- intermediate family. You know, mom, dad, now sister. It's like, whoa, what's going on? Um, and now I have my niece, and uh, you know, raising her. She just turned ten. So our family dynamic is very different. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of growth, a lot of change. So my whole world is pushback. Let me focus on building the family and getting where we need to be as a group. Absolutely. And then th- I can figure out what's next, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. even in that sense, like, you know, business is doing so well in different aspects. Um, even just my shirt, this TWG, I've been training with GMAC on Instagram forever, but... Uh, I now have a purpose to use it. So I'm, I'm launching a full-on business layout with Train With GMAC. And uh, I'm going to focus a lot of effort there. That's great. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know <coughs> regardless, uh, uh, you know, that, that family unit is, is first and foremost. Always, and, yeah. And everything else is just designed to complement right. uh, the, your, your support and, yeah. and care for that unit. And it's crazy. I mean, there's times, you know, like I DJ on the road and stuff. So when I'm gone on the weekends, like when I leave, or it's the night before, because a lot of times I leave and they're still sleeping in the mornings or, or late at night. And I give them hugs and kisses and let everyone know. And For those wa- uh, who are watching, th- this picture is just that's a, just a badass picture. And, and listen, when I when, when he tagged me in this video, I was like, dude, I didn't even know you took this. That's crazy. It gives you goosebumps. Like yeah. That shit. But that that right there, 
that 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 in essence is what it's like at, at a show. That's me on the stage. Yeah. That's the 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 room, and I'm getting set up for <coughs> finals. Yeah. So as I'm setting up, I'm looking at the whole room like, okay, what's the vibe going to be like in here? What do the acoustics need to be like? You're not just up there. Eh, let's throw some music on. Nah, I'm I'm full in. Like every time I go and do whatever I'm doing production wise, that's just I bring everything with me. I make sure I'm 110 percent, and I want I want the crowd to feel like I'm here for them. We have a uh, we have a clip. I think this was a recent show that you did. Uh, let's go ahead. And, oh. let's go ahead and play that, uh, Elio. Yeah, this, this is like pretty cool because you're, you're back DJ. Just walked on the stage. Yep. You start this stuff. Yep. So this is popping. I've been popping as a dancer for 20 years, 21 years. Now. See those pecs jumping, George? <laughs> <laughs> I started hearing the cheers. <laughs> oh yeah. So this, yeah, to me, I think this is incredible because the amount of body mass that you have, but you still have complete control over. That yes. has to be helpful. Yes. Oh, sure. A benefit to. Uh, well, people always ask, like, how do you move like this in size? And I, I think it's because I evolved into from dancing and then going into it, you know, size-wise. I never stopped. So I just really learned how to, you know, maneuver myself. But I, I'm doing on therapy, a lot of massage therapy, a lot of my own stuff. So, and then this. Look at this. So this is uh, now we go into posing. So that same feel I have from dancing goes into posing. You know, I use the music to complement, yeah. you know, what I'm doing and vice versa. That's awesome. <coughs> um, so this, yeah, this show is the Monster Classic, which is funny. I actually just did this, uh, DJ this show this past weekend. Um, but this was, uh, this was 2019. So... That's crazy, man. So is this the weight that you, like, walk around at? Or is this competing weight? Is this... So here I was... Um, I had just done a show a, a few weeks earlier, and I was getting ready for another one, um, I think, a week or two after that. Gotcha. And so uh, that, that was uh, actually... Yeah, I ended up placing... I ended up winning both of those shows that year. I didn't win the overalls. I won my, my weight class. What um, Best Poser Awards, so... What are your macros like? Yeah, good question. So it. they they vary okay. depending on what I'm doing, but um, like right now, you know, I'm I'm in I'm kind of in this coasting phase. You know, I'm I'm not competing, but I'm not trying to grow or anything. So my macros stay pretty j based around my my training, okay. the the bulk of it. Um, but I do you know 50 55 grams of protein, six meals. Um, I keep my fat around 60 grams a day. F 50 55 times six, so th yeah. we're talking like 300 grams of protein. Yeah. A day. Yeah. So my weight right now is like 230. I fluctuate between 234 and 236. Okay. And um, the, the food kind of complements that. So I keep track of where my <coughs> macros need to be based off of where my weight is. So I only weigh myself once a week, but I use the scale as a tool in the sense of what am I doing visually and food-wise. It all goes together. So if I step on the scale and I'm 234 in the morning, but I like to be in that 236 range for, sh for training purposes then I know I need to increase food a little bit so I can stay in that zone. So it all depends on where you're trying to go. But for right now, that's where I fluctuate. So, and then my carbs for the day, uh, I think right now I do 350 to 400 a day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I tolerate them, you know, just fine. Like they just burn, like I'm, I'm warm right now. I can, you know, I can yeah. feel it. So uh, when I, but the, 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 whole, the whole activity of the day, I base everything off training. So if it's a training day, then I'm doing 400, 
and then in my uh, I do a drink while I train. It's got amino acids, all those things. But I do <coughs> 50 grams of, of carb powder there. Mm-hmm. So that way my my training is fueled the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm done training, um, or the days I don't train, um, I usually keep my carbs around like 300. And I'll use that as like a cardio day and a mobility day. Yeah. You know, as, as much as I would love to do what you do, yeah. Um, I, and yeah, I'd, I'd find the motivation. I used to like for that dopamine stuff. But I, my dopamine comes when I look in the mirror. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah that too. Now. Uh, my wife problem. says I could never do it. And she's like, she goes, my nutrition is like such a, takes such a back seat for me. Right. And she's like, if you want to do something like that, that is front and center. That's it. That is, that's, I tell you, the, the, the true, honest, key to, to being a successful bodybuilder is consistency with the food and the training. Mm-hmm. Everything else kind of goes around. Yeah, you got to sleep, you got to you know, supplements and different things, but your core is your food. Yeah. If you're not eating, you're not growing. If you're not dieting, you're not getting shredded. You know, that's just how it goes. And anyone that can attest to this that's been through a prep knows that it's, it gets rough. You get to moments where you're like, man, two or three weeks in, I'm like, I throw, I'm just going to go binge eat or whatever. So I used to work at Gainesville Health and Fitness Club, and mm-hmm. I knew a kid. I don't know if you know him. He, he did this stuff for a little bit. Uh, Jeremy Clavier? Clavier? Tall, I taller still, guy? Uh, uh, I don't know. Average. Okay. I don't know if he still does it now, yeah. but I remember watching him the week or two before mm-hmm. and what he would eat. And he would just be like, I'm miserable. Like, <laughs> like gearing up for a show. Cause he yeah. did the, you know, the posing and all yeah, that. Yeah. And he was just eating like just chicken and drinking broth and water and jalapenos. Uh, like straight, like he <laughs> said it was oh, man. awful. See there's, and this is, this is the downside of the competition world because there's, there's no complete 100% rhyme or reason. Right. So whoever he's learning <laughs> from or listening to, that's their belief and their they thought process. Take, yeah. Right. It may have worked for them, but maybe not for him. Right. Now, ideally, if you really want to do well in any of this stuff, you have to look at, well, what foods work for me and my body? Like, <laughs> yeah. what can I digest? What can I process? All these things. Yeah. That starts in the beginning. So if I'm, if I'm golden in the beginning, my body's making progress. When I get to the back end, there's nothing changing. Yeah. And that way I know exactly that I have control. <clears throat> so it's funny <clears throat> that you're selling me this because as a coach... And, and competitor myself, over the years I've been through some of these avenues and I've seen different things and I see the way people do things, all the way to the other side of it where people do IFYM and they never come in shape and they can't figure out why. It, it's, it's literally a, a foundational set point and you have to use that foundation for what's necessary for you. So for me, I tend to do well with rice and potatoes and you know a lot of basic grains and foods. Sure. Um, I switch my protein sources quite a bit, but what that does is it's taught my body to recognize and use the enzymes that I have available to break these foods down. But when you don't use foods and you take stuff out, your body can't, can't use them, can't process them, because mm-hmm. the enzymes are dormant. Mm-hmm. So that, therefore people always think I have stomach problems. I'm like, no, you don't. You need to expand your, your variety of your diet and then you can handle anything. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to a prep and you're two, three weeks out, yeah, your food may be low, but you're still eating good things. I still season my food. I still you know, have some sauces that I like, you know, my food's good. I never, and you can go, anyone that wants to see, you can go on my Instagram and in the top where you have the uh, highlights for the stories, yeah. I have one, it's like a hundred slides of just food. Uh, so if people want to see what it's like and what I eat, you can see it. Yeah. And that way it gives people an understanding like, man, this is not as bad as it has to be or, you know. 
Hey, George, I know how he's getting that, uh, what did we say, about 300 grams of protein in? Uh, his new hobby. <laughs> yeah. Look at that son of a gun. Yeah, that's a monster. You said that's a tile fish. A tile fish. And explain to us again. Why, you told us why, why yeah, you yeah. caught a tile fish. So the inside of the fish, the filet, the meat, is, it's, it's in blocks. It looks like tiles. Man, see, I, for me, that'd be perfect because I would think I would take those, I would fry them. They're like nuggets. They're like nuggets. nuggets. Yeah, you Blue could. Bites. You could literally cut them just like yeah. in boxes if you it's wanted amazing. to. Amazing. Yeah, and it's great eating. It tastes, it tastes <laughs> good. Um, I think I ate on that thing for. It looks like a while. Probably. Yeah, s- yeah probably. <laughs> Three probably days. Six <laughs> <laughs> I probably had six, seven meals. Six, right? seven, right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's been a. I've, lo- I've always loved the fish. Uh, it's just, you know, it's one of those things time-wise, you don't really... For sure. You know, but as I get older, again, that's one of those things that I'll slow down and, you know, I get out in the water more. Um, me and my buddy that's in the picture there on the side, his name's Ryan. He's also a client of mine, but uh, that's how we met. And him and I both love the fish, so we take the time and travel and, you know, do that's as much good, as man. we can. Yeah, Kind of decompress as well. So yeah, exactly. It's, it's fun, but it's also good for the soul, Turn too. The, there's no service. There's no phone. Yeah. Like, yeah, just... Well, hey, Garrett, I, I appreciate you jumping on here today and, uh, and giving us a little more background on this, this bodybuilding. Like, this is attainable stuff, but yeah. it has put forth the effort. For sure. Um, work at it. I had, a, I had a way of running. Oh, before we do, I, a couple questions for you. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if this is applicable or not. And it, probably to you, it's not. But uh, have you come across a, a challenge of any sort where you felt like, you know, this is... Uh, this is going to slow me down or derail me for my, my end goal. Uh, but, and then you've, you've faced that challenge and come on the other side. And you kind of mentioned uh, something uh, in, our, in our talk mm-hmm. about losing your mother. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and how three months later yeah. you, you met the love of your life. Gin. Yeah, and uh, it's definitely bittersweet. You know, you don't think... Um, you know, you don't think you're gonna lose your mom as young as you as you as you do. And I was 24 and 23 with dad, so it's like you know your whole world's mm. upside down. So back to back years. Yeah, mm. yeah. So it was it was it was rough. And did you ever at any point to say, <coughs> uh, I mean, to give it up? I yeah, a few times. Uh, I I remember laying on the couch specifically one day, curled in a ball, and just shaking like a leaf. I couldn't eat, couldn't do anything. And I was like, what, what's the point of me being here anymore? You know, all these things, you yeah. just run through I your head. Imagine. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, you're scared. You're like, well, you know, am I next or whatever? All these things. So I probably laid there for three days. And my roommates were like, yo, like, you okay? Like, you know, what do you need? Whatever. And I was just like, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, I don't. And they didn't know how to help because, you know, who goes through that? It's not a common thing people deal with. Right. So um, long story short, I ended up uh, calling one of my aunts and I said, hey, it's where I'm at. Who are you going to see? She was like, I'll set you up an appointment. Just show up. So I went to see a therapist. and just I just wanted to talk to somebody I didn't know. Yeah. You know, and they had some. And not get the, the rah-rah, but get yeah. the straight dope. Yeah. yeah, and that was super helpful because <coughs> she listened and she gave me two or three tips to help just to back away from myself. And in that process, one of the main things she said was continue to do what you've been doing. Because that's what they would want for you. Da-da-da-da. And at that age, you don't really know that. Now I'm older, I'm like, that makes sense. So I was like, okay. So I remember when my mom was on, on her last few breaths of air, and I went to go see her at hospice, and I said, hey, mom, here's the deal. I'm going to do this show, 
an honor of you and whatever happens happens but for you and dad you know this is the, the one thing you guys never got to see me do and so after that I put I put the blinders on the solid rage came out and I went to town and I just trained and, I, and I've been training that same intensity ever since mm -hmm. because that's what saved me yeah bodybuilding literally saved me yeah I was fighting I was doing things I didn't need to be doing and um and then Jen comes along, and it just kind of helped balance the whole thing out. She was by my side. If I had problems, breakdowns, trying to go through legal stuff I had to go through, you know, bills and stuff I had to pay off for them. And, I mean, she was there. Yeah. And, and still to this day, we went through the same thing with my sister, and she's been right there. She's, she's a rock band. You guys are such a, like, strong team. It's, um, it's inspiring. Thank it's you. Inspiring. Thank you. <clears throat> <coughs> One other really deep question. Yeah, what's that? One exercise you could do for the rest of your life. Oh. What would that be? One exercise only. So I've, I've said this a few times, <laughs> and I've had some, some interesting feedback on it. But this just goes from my own uh, beliefs and mechanics and what the body needs to have on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so an exercise I chose would be the overhead uh, military press. Love it. You know? Love it. The reason being, um, it's powerful. You know, you got big shoulders. Who doesn't want big shoulders? Mm -hmm. But more than that, it's the aesthetics of your physique. It makes the waist look more narrow. George. Yes, all right. of that. <laughs> I mean, he's in the position, but he's hanging. That's right, that's right. But that's what it looks like, you know what I mean? Um, so I, I, I literally thought to myself, well, what do most people fail at in life is they get older. It's posture. Mm -hmm. And as posture starts to fail, mm -hmm. we start to have a compression on our, on our organs. Right. And all that stuff gets folded in there, and then we have health problems based off of space limitations and movements. And so for me, if you're in this position holding weight, you're building those erectors and you're keeping the spine healthy and safe. You gotta use your glutes and your legs to stabilize the weight at the top. Your core's gotta work to stabilize. Yeah. So you're getting a whole body workout to a degree. Yeah. If that's the one exercise I have. I like know. it. And and uh, and there's a lot of science backs to that too. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, th I think they you talk to the strongman, any of the strongman competitors, yeah, yeah. they say, that's the one lift, that's the separator. It is. Uh, if, if Typically, if you have a strong press, you've got a lot of strong everything. That's right, because that's that area is such a foundational movement for overall power. Yeah. And let's be honest, those guys, when you have a log here that's three, 400 pounds, and you go to press it, if you don't have the rear support, you're yeah, going you're, down. You're going to collapse. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, those particular things that lead to training that, Get you there, but the press in itself is can't beat it. So I love it. Yeah. Well, George, anything to add on that, my friend? No, no, right, it's good. It's good. I learned a lot. Well, again, appreciate you coming out. I actually wrote an outro today. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> of course. I usually wing it, but I'm like, hey, let me let me go right now. So thank you once again for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed our conversation today. I think Gary's a tremendous example of what it means to follow our passions in spite of it all. It takes bravery to force the naysayers, uh, conviction to overcome setbacks, and internal belief in self to block out the noise. So what's been burning in your heart that you need to pursue for you? Get out there and start causing some ruckus. Oh. Catch you guys next week. Thanks again.